Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of A Sandwich and Some Lovin'. A very special episode. A milestone episode of A Sandwich and Some Lovin'. I'm Kelly Raspberry. Evans. This is my husband, Alan. Hello, I'm Alan. Hey, train in the house. His last name is Evans, which is why my last name is Evans now, because I married him two and a half years ago. Alan, why don't you share with everyone why this is such a monumental milestone podcast event? My last name is Evans. And sometimes people meaning to make a joke will come up to me and say, hi, Alan Raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I just kind of look at him like, what the F are you talking about? It doesn't, you don't like it. It's not my favorite thing in the world. No, it's not. But it doesn't bother me when somebody calls me Kelly Raspberry Evans or Kelly Evans. So why would it bother you if they call you Alan Raspberry? Well, because some people do it not knowing you know, they know we're married. Some people do. And they innocently yeah. do Now, it. some people do. They, innocently. They, they innocently think, oh, his name's Raspberry, and that's why Kelly's Kelly Raspberry. They don't realize that you took my last name, and you've always been Kelly Raspberry. But some do the bit, oh, you're Alan Raspberry, are you? I didn't realize it bothered you that much. <laughs> that's good to know. Oh. Are you going to get to the reason why this is a milestone podcast? Oh, anyway, how did I get off on that? Because you're just... Ornery. Hashtag get off. Um, this is the 200th edition of A Sandwich and How Some How about Lovin'. that? How about that? We've made it this far. Why am I not drinking? Why am I not having a celebratory Prosecco or Buzzball or a glass of vino? Instead, I'm drinking Sprite Zero. Because let me tell you, I have suddenly become addicted to these things. Yeah, Sprite Zeros are good. I think it's from flying. Whenever I fly, I like to drink Sprite Zero. I don't know why. It's just so refreshing in your mouth. Very refreshing. And so I've been drinking them at home lately. Too honey. Too hundo. Yes. I feel like the need to stop down the podcast and go get a celebratory drink, but I'm not going to do that. No. Maybe I'll do it after the podcast, well, but about then it's the, no fun. About the first 120 of them, we drank. We and did. Then, and, and then we, we stopped. stopped. We why started. We stop? Well, we started living healthy. Well, it's then, holidays. I might give it up. Maybe I'll drink the rest of the year away. I don't know. Whoa. I was reading a study. They said that the amount of... Oh, here it is. I have so many like interesting tidbits that I come across. It said, uh, between Thanksgiving and New Year's, the average American doubles his or her alcohol intake. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's. I'd say that's true. I know people that quadruple that yeah all the holiday parties and it just gives you an excuse you're off work you don't have to be at work the next day a lot of your friends yeah yeah and me no you don't i really haven't oh, we were invited to um some years you know you're invited to a million ho- uh holiday parties and you can't go to all of them and some years it's kind of lean i remember there have been years where i haven't been invited to any but uh this year we've been invited to a handful couldn't go to one um, the big one, our next door neighbors throw in the cul-de-sac. I felt so terrible about it um, because my daughter's been so sick. Um, 
I'll get to that in just a minute. But Alan went and made a little appearance without me. Yeah. And by the time you came home, they said, Kelly, we want you to come back and say hey. But I was in my, I'd already had my bra off. My makeup was off. I was ready for bed Four at that point. Our neighbors do a really nice job with that they party. Do. I mean, they hire um, like a, a bartender and somebody to do the food. And yeah, catering. It is really, really nice. Open bar. Open bar. So I got to visit with some of our neighbors. We had a little fellowship. Did we, you drink? We watched the Mavericks game. I had uh, a glass of wine. Man, I didn't have anything. Um, everybody talked to me for about 10 seconds and they said, so where's Kelly? Um, where's, where's Kelly? Where's the real party? Yeah. Yeah. Where's, where's Kelly? Everybody loves to party with Kelly Raspberry. That's right. My reputation for being too drink Kelly precedes me. That's right. They would have gotten no drink Kelly. They would have gotten sad, heartbroken Kelly at the party Saturday night. It's a rough weekend folks. Mm. On a Friday, I was in new Orleans our show had traveled, or the Kid Craddock Morning Show, the nationally syndicated Kid Craddock Morning Show, that's which my, I that's my part. I do Monday through Fridays. Uh, we had traveled to New Orleans on Thursday to do, we, we do these affiliate visits for some of our larger markets, New Orleans being one of them. So we went there Thursday night, met, you know, a bunch of listeners. That was really a lot of fun. Friday morning, I get up, we do the show. Oh, I had to write a script. Um, they were doing, because I've always wanted to be in a Hallmark Christmas movie, and so Anna suggested on the show that each day we all write a part of the script with me closing it out. And it was such a debacle by the time it got <coughs> to me. I just decided to throw the whole thing out the window and pretend it was all just a dream like every TV show does and start from scratch. So I woke up at 3.15 a.m. to write it. I was just a wreck. But everybody that heard it said it was pretty good. I thought it was cute. Thank you. So during the I, show... I, I, I liked... Uh Russ face doing, hello, Melanie. Yeah, he sounded like you at first. Yeah, he kind of did. So during the show, my daughter texts me, but because I'm working, we've got listeners there, I can't really check my phone like I normally, I can do, you know, during the radio show, we go to commercial break, I can check my phone, but I'm talking to people, so I didn't see my daughter text me saying, mommy, can I stay home from school? My throat hurts. So it was after, man, it was well after she should have been at school by the time I got that message, but it turns out she'd asked you if she could stay home, and you gave her permission. And so she just usually, when she's not feeling well, she just sleeps. That's what teenage girls do. So flew home that day, got home, went straight to her room, and she was not feeling good and wasn't looking good. So I made an appointment with the pediatrician for that afternoon. So 5 o'clock, we finally get to the pediatrician's office. They do the strep and the flu test, which my daughter, not a big fan of either, the strep is the swab in the back of your throat. She always gags. It's a real tra traumatic thing. My daughter's never been good with this kind of stuff. The flu swabs up the nose. Not running a fever. I think by this point, she'd maybe had a 99. Comes back positive for strep, negative for flu. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that's best case scenario. That's best case. You can get rid of strep in like 24 hours. Yeah. She gave her amoxicillin. Said she should start feeling better in about 12 hours. So poor little pathetic thing, got her home, got her in bed. Her throat was hurting. She was not feeling well. I'm trying to force fluid. She didn't want to drink anything. I mean, it was bad. The next day, it was worse. She really could Every time she tried to swallow, tears rolling down her face, holding my hand as tight as she could, couldn't speak. It was bad. Her temperature went up to 102.7. I thought, well, maybe the amoxicillin just needs to kick in. Maybe that's what it is. By the end of the night, I'm like, no, she's not getting better. Went to urgent care where she was then diagnosed with flu. On top of strep. 
So my daughter has strep and flu B. Mm. She's on Tamiflu, which a lot of people judge you for putting your kid on Tamiflu because it gives her hallucinations. Why do they judge you for that? People do. People, you know, there's a certain group of people that don't like your kid to be medicated. Because you want your kid to be better? I know, but some kids get hallucinations and things. But we've been mega-dosing her on where we do the rotation of Tylenol, Advil, Tylenol, Advil. She's on amoxicillin. She's on Tamiflu. We're trying to force fluids. She's not eating. Her fever is still up there. This is finals week. She's missing school, all the finals review. She was supposed to host a Christmas party at our house for 16 kids on Sunday. We had to cancel that. The poor child's just crying. I mean, she had been counting on this party for two weeks. It was just, she's so sad. She's upstairs right, upstairs right now just waiting for me. She wasn't hungry. I said, after we record the podcast, I'll come and check on you and I'll make you a grilled cheese. She just nods at me. It's so sad. Have you ever seen her this sad? Yeah, poor EK looks like, have I ever seen her this sad? Um, this is pretty bad. Not quite this sad. She's so sad. She looks like walking death. She does. And she feels horrible. I even yeah, called I the doctor tell. again today. I said, what can I do? She just can't swallow. She said, unfortunately, she's got two viruses battling it out in her body. Yeah. And, you know, just start trying to force vitamin C. So I got some vitamin C chews for her. And she's just weak, pathetic little thing. But I'll tell you, you hate that your children are sick. You hate it. You would do anything to trade places with them. But it's one of the biggest blessings of being a mother, I think, to nurse your children when they're so sick. You know, I just, I love, she just puts her head on me and I stroke her hair and I put Vicks Vapor Rub on her neck and her chest. And I'm just thinking, oh, this is just one of my blessings to be able to do this. I hate that she's sick. Well, but sure not what you tell me when I'm sick. Here, lay over there, a-hole. And here, that's, what I, that's exactly here's what the, I do. Here's the remote and the chicken suit. That's now, exactly what I do, you big baby. Now shut up. <laughs> now you tell everybody you're kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But she's so sad, she keeps yeah, throwing she, up. She oh, has nothing gosh. in her stomach. Yeah. Her stomach hurts from just retching. Mm. Oh, it's so sad. But they say, you know, I've, I never have had the flu. I need to knock wood every time I say that. I've never had the flu. Am I naturally immune, immune to flu? I have nursed how many kids through the flu? Well, Cole had it uh, two years ago. Yeah, and McKelly had and it. And then we posted. Not uh, nearly as bad as this. We posted. He had flu B. Well, he didn't have strep on top of it. Yeah, he just I've had never flu seen, B. And but, McKelly has it so bad. But man, that flu just makes them zombies. I mean, they can't speak. They can't focus. They can't stand up. It's so horrible. bad. Yeah, it's horrible. And at one point last night, she's just staring at me and not talking. I'm like, is she having a hallucination right now from the Tamiflu? So I held up my hand. I said, how many fingers do I have? And she started laughing. She thought that was funny. So she's not hallucinating she just feels so miserable mm. but the best thing you can do um you know everybody says wash your hands wash your hands wash your hands that's really important but you know it just takes one doorknob and boom you're infected again the best thing you can do is just don't touch your face keep your hands away from your face don't touch your nose don't touch your eyes mm. try to keep your hands out of your mouth that's how Cold and flu virus gets into your system. I think I was touching. My, I was touching my nose like five minutes ago. I just had my hands all over my face. I think I had my hands in my it's nose. It's hard. It's yeah. hard not to do that, but that's the best thing you can do. And I tell you, my daughter yesterday when she could speak, she said, "I want a flu shot next year." Mm. Like you will have all the flu shots, honey. I promise. We are not going through that with her again. Me, on the other hand, I don't know. I guess I should have a flu shot. I just. You know what? I, I have this false sense of security, security that I'm never going to get the flu. You just saying that reminded me that my daughter, Brooke, she didn't get a flu shot this year, and she got the flu. Yeah. Does she have it? I don't think she has it as bad as the No, 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 no. And, and she's so sick. She, I think she's just about over it now, but 
Yeah. Yeah, she had it too, and she didn't get a flu shot. Now, the boys got flu shots. I didn't get well, a flu shot this year. Uh, I usually do. Well, you know what I found out about the flu shots is it's just an educated guess every year. Did you know that? It's an educated guess. They have to guess ahead of time what they think the flu strain is going to be that year. And they usually, you know, get it really... Who's they? The CDC, I guess. Centers for Disease Control. Mm. That's what I've... Am I wrong? Am I saying a wrong fact? Oh, I don't know, babe. I, I, but just, I think that's right. They have to guess because they can't wait until the flu comes out and then make a flu shot. No, it'd be too to late. Prevent, prevent it. So they have to make an educated guess as to what they think the flu strain is going to be that year. And you have to hope they get it right. And there are some people that say when you get the flu vaccine that it gives you a, a mild case of the flu and doctors say, poo-poo, not true. What do you think? I think when I get the flu, it's usually the poo-poo flu. Well, we both, okay, did I have the flu with what we had last Christmas? No, we just had the stomach flu. We had That's not the same thing. Bad stomach, no, oh. that's not the same as the flu. We Our had the marriage worst survived stomach that. bug. Our marriage survived oh. that. Oh. It was heinous. Sitting on the pot with a pot in your lap. Alan went to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and he came back to find me trying to change the sheets before I got back. <laughs> Babe, I forgot about it that. Was so whoa, I forgot bad. about that. Yeah, he caught me red-handed. I caught you. <laughs> I was like, I caught literally <laughs> caught you with your pants down, and I think the washer was on too, the the it clothes washer, so and it was on hot. It was so with bad. extra detergent. Okay, babe. <laughs> it was. You don't have to be that. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, you're, it was. You're, you're making stuff up. No, it wasn't like that's that. how I remember it. You didn't even remember it. <laughs> you didn't even remember no, it. No, that's how I remembered it. That's what happened. Well, on that note, you know, I have Alan and I have been traveling a lot. We uh, went to, well, I have especially with work and everything, but we went to uh, Disney World, and you really got a chance to put your suitcase to good use this year. You got one of those away suitcases for the first time. Yeah, I did. How much do you love that suitcase? Well, I love it a lot. What are some of your favorite features of it? Well, it's it's uh, it's a hard case. It looks good. It's easy to roll. It's got a charger built into yep. it. It's got compartments for everything. I don't know. It's just a great suitcase. It is a great suitcase. And that's the thing is that hard case I'm finding is really the way to go. Um, all of Awake's suitcases, they are thoughtfully designed and they're going to last you a lifetime. They've got durable exteriors that can withstand even the roughest of those baggage handlers. And let's be honest, they are rough. They are, my stuff looks like crap. Allen's Away suitcase looks brand new. And it's been tossed around just as much as mine. And every Away suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad. It helps you pack more clothes and stuff in there and a hidden and removable laundry bag to separate your dirty clothes. I can't stand mixing dirty with clean clothes when you travel. Plus four 360-degree spinner wheels guarantee the smoothest roll, even when you're in the craziest, most hectic, airports during the holiday travel season and they have a tsa approved combination lock to keep your belongings safe because like it or not stuff happens when you put your luggage away and you're just trusting that everything's going to get there not always the case for a lot of people with away you don't have to worry about that so away suitcases we highly recommend them they do have a 100 day trial on everything that away makes you take it out on the road, you live with it, travel with it, get lost with it for 100 days. If you decide it's not for you, you can just return it, at least as long as it's non-personalized. Come on, if you get it personalized, 
you know, you know, you get in that back, but you get a full refund during that period. No ifs, ands, buts, or asterisks, asterisks about it. I didn't send my back. I you a, love it. I loved it. I was keeping my away. Well, traveling during the holidays is crazy, true that, but getting away can make every trip a lot more seamless. Visit awaytravel.com slash sandwich to learn more. And if you're in the contiguous U.S., order by noon on December the 19th for free expedited shipping and delivery by December the 24th. Wow, that's fast. It is fast. You can get your away by Christmas. For additional last-minute holiday shipping details, check out their website, awaytravel.com slash sandwich. That's awaytravel.com. Dot com slash sandwich. And again, if you're in the contiguous U.S., order by noon, December 19th for free expedited shipping delivery by Christmas Eve. And luggage makes a wonderful, wonderful Christmas gift. We're, we're tired of looking at these embarrassing suitcases coming around the conveyor belt. Your away luggage looks sharp. I am jealous. I want one. Nothing, Take care of that. Nothing. It's awaytravel.com slash sandwich. Nothing's more of a beating than dragging luggage around that has a bad wheel or doesn't zip or... I know. It's good stuff. So speaking of stressful travel, I think the travel is over for me for a while. And it was really stressful because I had, you know, had to. My life is so hard. I had to travel to Disney World. I had to travel to New York City for a Hallmark screening. I had to travel to New Orleans. But it is stressful. I mean, especially when you have a lot of holiday shopping to do and and things you've got to get done before we go on our little Christmas break. Um, I think it it's safe to say that a lot of the holiday Christmas shopping and things um, fall upon the shoulders of the women in the family. Wouldn't you say that's true? Mm, I don't know. I, I Christmas shop some. You do some, but the brunt of it falls on the woman's shoulders, wouldn't you say? In our family, I believe that to be true. I think it's true in most families, honestly. I, no, that I don't now, know. I do pass the Christmas card thing off to you. I was... I thought we weren't even going to do one. You this had year. zero involvement with the Christmas card, which is fine. You said, "Hey, just handle it," and I handled it. I appreciate that. It's been designed, printed, and we received them today, so we yeah, got to get those suckers. Minute, we got to right? get those suckers out. And you said you were going to help me get them addressed, or right. is that going to fall on me? Your penmanship is much better. See? My penmanship does not look like the holiday. <laughs> what did I just say? All the holiday stuff falls in the woman. Hey, we have a stamp though for our return address, we right? We do. We do have that. I'm not dropping a dime, but we do have a like a we nice a stamp, like a nice stamp, right? Yeah. You'll handle the stamping. I'll handle the stamping. I'll tell you, Alan. He um he he took care of Christmas. He got the Christmas tree down. He he erected it. Whoa. I decorated it. He did take care of putting the angel on top. He stuck two wreaths on the door, and he is done with Christmas, y'all. He the the uh, deer that the animated deer that we were going to put in the yard this year because that that was our plan is to add to our deer collection every year. They're still sitting in the garage. I haven't... At this point, he's just like, screw it. I just haven't found the life force to carry those three... I get it. ...some bitches out to the front yard. I just have not found the life force yet. This is a weird, weird holiday for me. Emma Kelly's been sick. It's not our year to have the kids for Santa Claus. I'm having trouble getting my groove too, honey. I just can't get in my groove for It's going to be me and Raspberry here on Christmas morning staring at each other. I'm going to be like, hey, babe, you want, you want me to make you a coffee? Yeah, okay. Well, let's go out there and see if Santa came. It'll be me and you. 
You make it sound terrible. <laughs> it could be wonderful. No. It's I said, we were having lunch today, and I said that to Alan. I said, Alan, it's just going to be, you know, me and you Christmas morning. You looked as sad as you could be. I was like, it could be fun. Well, you know why? I could make a Christmas no, casserole. No, it, it, it will be fun. And I'm not discounting that uh, I absolutely love your company. But it, it will be fun. But the reason I was making that face is because as a blended family, there are some years you don't get to see your kids on Christmas morning. And that's a bummer. It is. That's a bummer. But you got to look on the bright side. No, I know, I know. We could. We'll get to see them. We on could a- make love between uh, beneath oh. the Christmas tree. <laughs> Think positive. Why are you being all lecherous? I'm saying we're, we could have an adults-only Christmas morning. Why are you making the birth of the Savior of Man to be a mockery? Like you're it's gonna a mockery. But you're gonna do what under the Christmas make tree? Love. <laughs> no, you said something else. No, I did. I said make love under uh, the Christmas tree. Oh, okay. You want me say it three or four times before you hear it? You have to change your voice when you say that. Why? We're a married couple. <laughs> I don't know. We could do that and get away with it. Yeah, we could. I have to put Larry in the kennel. That would be kind of creepy. Oh, you know what we could do? What? Oh, now you're getting into it. <laughs> now that you've put me on the spot and made me feel stupid. No, no, no. Not what we could do. Here's what we are going to do. Oh, great. The kid might go out in the garage and get those Santa hats. Maybe, and then what? Maybe roll around the house in the Santa hats. Both of us? With nothing else on. Both of us? That's the plan? <laughs> Can you imagine that visual? Think about that. Running so around. all you listening run, to the podcast. Running around with Santa hats Visualize on. Visualize that on Christmas morning. And then I can throw another one on the... <laughs> on the what? Hey, babe, look at me. No hands. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so ridiculous. God. So ridiculous. But we are going to be just celebrating Christmas morning together. We're doing the big Raspberry family Christmas the Sunday before Christmas because we just, you know, blended families, you got to make it all fit in. So I've got to get all the Raspberry Christmas shopping done by December 20th, 21st, something like that, whatever Sunday is. It's got to be done. And I'm in charge of bringing... The Raspberry Family Charcuterie Board. We do have... I'm good at charcuterie. Well, it's not an issue. In fact, I shouldn't even bring it up. But I know a lot of men, a lot of ladies too, in this position, think about this. So we have a family gathering scheduled for with the raspberries. On Sunday. On Sunday the 22nd? The 22nd, yeah, because Monday's the 23rd. That's your dad's birthday. Yeah. And we're going to have a big... Christmas lunch for him on his birthday. And then Christmas Eve, it's your sister's annual tamale night. And then Christmas morning, we're going to run around naked except for Santa hats and make love beneath the tree before we go pick up the kids at noon and do Christmas with them from noon to six at your parents' house. We won't talk about our what we did Christmas morning there. And then that night, you and I are going to go see Star Wars. Hey, maybe I can put a Santa hat on and you can be a reindeer. <laughs> You can put on some of them reindeer horns. So what were you going to say about family? And I'll do the little on Dasher. What are some of the other ones? Dasher, Dancer, Dancer, Prancer, Prancer. Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donder, Blitz. On Vixen. I'll be Vixen. What were you going to say, though? um, Oh, the 22nd is a Sunday. That's when we're celebrating Christmas with my family. In the fall. There's a television program on that day. Oh, football. At about 
Oh, yeah. Well, that's okay. Y'all can watch. It'll be on. Oh, you think it'll be on? Yeah, I know it'll be on. Oh, okay. Okay, good. I good. know it'll be on. You could record it if you want to make sure there's any intricate details. I think the plan is, is for us to go to my parents at 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We're going to have charcuterie. And we're going to open presents. The, and then we're going to have an early dinner roughly around 4 to 4.30. Because the team I gave up on, the Dallas Cowboys, actually. They're suddenly rallying. They're, well, you know, yeah. They're going to play the Philadelphia filth, filth, Eagles from the city of Brotherly Shove. And whoever wins that game probably goes to the playoffs. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be Cowboys. We are big Cowboys fans. Big, Those of you listening that are Eagles fans, sorry about you. We're going to kick your butt. We probably don't have many Eagles fans. Maybe, maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I well, know we have a very Susan yeah, is. we have a very good friend who's an Eagles fan. Yeah, very big, huge. We want we were going to harass we her all day Sunday. We don't. Well, we don't do that to her. No, she we does, don't, she, and really. she doesn't do it to us. But if you caught what I said, Alan and I are going to do Christmas night. A few weeks ago, um, when they first put pre-sale uh, Star Wars tickets on pre-sale, the, what, when does the Star Wars movie? St- come out uh, it comes out a few days before christmas I think. Yeah, yeah like i don't know when, yeah but, it's, it's soon but alan we're only we're getting his kids from noon to six and i know it's sad to take the kids back so what i thought would be fun i bought tickets for us to go to a star wars screening i think it's 7 30 and um so that gave him something to look forward to or so i thought because my husband has spent the entire weekend on these nerd sites mm-hmm. and i'm he, that's a word you use. Mm-hmm. He's now been going to all these Star Wars nerd sites. I've had several, multiple nerdgasms. And you have psyched yourself out of being excited about this movie. I'm hearing a lot of bad things. Hearing a lot this of bad is things. all speculation. And you were supposed to be looking forward to this as something positive to look forward to after dropping the kids off. It's all speculation, but I'm hearing a lot about the ending. I'm hearing a lot about the plot, and I'm, I don't want to say anything, Give it because you might want to be totally surprised. I'm just hearing bad things. That's all I'm going to say. Well, if nobody's seen the movie, how are you giving away plot spoilers? Because the, the guys that run these Nerdgasm um, YouTube channels, they have sources that know so you're, that have you're listening to spoilers on purpose. No, they're not spoilers. They're theories. They're not. They don't know exactly well, what's going to happen. Well, theories, then you can share some of them, couldn't you? They don't know exactly what's going to happen. I don't happen. think anybody is that interested. Uh, probably not. I mean, I'm a big Star Wars nerd. Not but everyone you spent, likes. If you had to guess how many hours you've spent, because when I left Saturday morning to go run some errands, and McKelly was sick in the bed, I had to go to Target to get some things, and. I left him sitting on the couch with his noise-canceling headphones on because he didn't want any distractions. Mm-hmm. When I came home, he was still sitting there. <laughs> Later that afternoon, I had to go do something else. He was still sitting there. What should I have been doing, and then on Evans? Sunday, should I have been on my hands and knees in the bathroom with a toothbrush, scrubbing that then on mold Sunday, out of there off the tile? Yes, I would appreciate that. <laughs> then on Sunday, as ca- uh, football is on, and there were, what, three games we watched on Sunday? You had your laptop open the entire time. Mm-hmm. You had one eye on Star Wars video, one eyes, one eye on the football games. I'm getting pumped up. You know, a Star Wars movie doesn't come out every day, you know? You were pumped up. But, but, but when I, you were getting angry, upset. At some points, he would put his headphones down. He'd stand up in a huff and go get a root beer. He was so frustrated by what you were reading. Well, that really sounds like a real frustrated guy. I got up and went and got a root beer. Yeah, because you were frustrated. You stomped <laughs> off. 
I stomped off. Yes. Oh. Don't you remember some of the things you were saying? Well, I was reading some of these things. It's oh, like now the, you're going to say I was right. No. You always make it sound like I'm telling these stories, and you're like, well, here's why I was doing that. I don't know. A Tell lot of, it. Well, a lot of the traditional Star Wars people like me who grew up with the original movies, they didn't like the prequels. They were okay. But then these Disney movies have just been totally different than any of the other movies. Like... Some of the characters are different, and, and they don't do things like they would in the original movies. They just don't make sense to somebody the who's purist. a somebody who's a purist. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm hearing in this last movie, it's gonna be they're gonna try to tie everything together. Well, they have to. It's the last yeah, one. Yeah, right? to the original six movies, they're gonna try to in two and a half hours tie this entire story together. And the way I'm hearing it end, it's like. It, really, that that's what we're gonna do. That's how we're because gonna end this. Star Wars. Okay. It's going to lead into the very first Star Wars? This is the last one before the one where we meet... No, Wait, this no. is the ninth movie, babe. This what is, is this the, leading into? This is it. A lot of people think this is it. This is the last movie. So it just ends. Yeah. And there's going to be a resolution. Well... Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't want to give it away. It has to be a resolution because if they're not going to do another one, that's not fair to leave it open-ended. I don't like it when they leave things open to interpretation. Here's what I think. I don't like that. I want it to be told to me, good, bad, ugly. I want it to be resolved. I think there's too much money in the Star Wars franchise for them to just say, eh, we're done. We're not going to make any more movies. They're going to make some more movies. But with all new characters. With all new characters, though. Because for the purists like me... In this ninth movie, you've got to give me some closure on those original characters, the Skywalkers. This thing's called The Rise of Skywalker. So what's going to happen? Are we going to bring Luke into this thing? Are we going to bring Anakin into this thing? Is the Emperor going to be part of this thing? Who's? I mean, how are we going to tie all this together? Who's the Skywalker? And I'm hearing that Daisy Ridley, who plays Rey, who we still don't know anything about her. Who is she? You mean like... Yeah, who is she? she? Who are her parents? Where does she come from? We're... This is the ninth Didn't movie. Did we start learning that from the last movie? This is the third movie in this in the Disney series. We still don't know who she is. They have to tell us in this one, though. You gotta tell us who she is. And I'm hearing at the end of the movie, she says, I am Skywalker. Well, that's a bunch of crap. You're not Skywalker. Maybe she's the next incarnation of Skywalker. Well, then I'm Skywalker. Anybody can call themselves Skywalker. Well, isn't that it? We're all connected. We're all one. Isn't that the point? That's just not gonna sit well with me if she just says, well, I'm We're Skywalker. We're all joined together. I don't know. You're getting me fired up over Star Wars. But that's the that's the point, Al. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I have been spending a lot of time on... You're just mad. On, uh, so everything I you just said that you weren't mad and you stomped off to get a root beer, I was telling the truth. Tell them. Tell them I was telling the truth. Well, you always, embe- the truth. You always embellish. I embellish. You caught me trying to strip this laundry and, and do loads of laundry. That was an embellishment. Oh, the, the, oh, the washer the, was on hot and... Lying. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Alan. All right, we're going to, you know, my husband, he huh? is he is very into into Star Wars, but he's also in you love I think you love language. You love wrapping your mouth around words. Some of them, you Cole, your son Cole, our son Cole is like that as well. You like enunciating words and talking out of the side of your mouth. You like I would like to say you like delicious words. I like silly words. You like silly words. Yeah. So I found like, something. Like a word I say on the podcast all the time. Buffoonery. Buffoonery. Okay. Right. That brings me to this because I found this um, this little, just a 
another little tidbits. I don't know how they come across my life, but they do, and I enjoy them. This is from a source called Mind Hacks. Mm-hmm. Do you ever watch those videos with life hacks? You get sucked into that rabbit hole. You can't get out of it. Where they show you how to take rubber bands and you can, you know, sew a prom dress out of rubber bands. Just weird life hacks. Well, like just that. just take Star right. Wars out of it, just for, real quick. I got into the YouTube bunny hole. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard. I, mean, I got into the YouTube bunny hole. I couldn't get out. It's hard. And now I know like how the boys get in the YouTube bunny hole. Just watching these. And you look at the videos. You're like, why are they watching this? Well, mm-hmm. it was the same with me. You were like, why are you watching that? I'm like, oh, I can't get out. Yeah, I did that one. The first time I ever fell into I don't know why I talked about Pastor Sam there. But. Yeah. The first time I ever fell into a YouTube bunny hole was with um, Scientology. When, that, when it all started coming out about Nicole Kidman leaving Tom Cruise and the kids couldn't go with her and all that, I'm like, what is going on with Scientology? That was before, I think, Leah Remini left and started doing her own Scientology expose or whatever you want to call it. I just got on this internet search, YouTube videos, and I was up all night long. Mm-hmm. It's really fascinating it's stuff. It's addicting. But now, what was I saying? Oh. Sorry, what were you saying? We're, this is completely off topic for what I was talking about. So anyway, mind hacks. They um, they had some interesting... I think you like the words imbecile. Is that one of your better words? Do you like the word imbecile? I've never called anybody an imbecile, but it's a good word. Yeah. How about moron? Whoa, that's kind of... Or m- idiot. Idiot's really well, cruel. I've used the word idiot. Idiot's cruel. I've you're not supposed to... Ch- children aren't supposed to use... I think out of those three words, you teach your kid, don't use the word idiot, no. right? Now that I Did think you know? I think idiot is used for other drivers a lot. Well, these three words, imbecile, moron, and idiot, actually began as medical terms. Really? And they were absorbed into common use over time. I thought you would find this interesting because I would think you would like to say the word imbecile more once you know what it means. Okay. So imbecile was once used by psychiatrists to denote a category of people who have moderate to severe intellectual disability. So an imbecile has an IQ between 26 and 50. An idiot has an IQ of 0 to 25. And a moron (laughs) has an IQ of 51 to 70. Those are the medical definitions. So the lowest on the totem pole is an idiot. IQ 0 to 25. Next imbecile 26 to 50 iq and out of those three the smartest would be the moron 51 to 70 but imbecile sounds the dumbest but it's not what about cretin that's not in my list what about moron i told you moron moron has an iq of 51 to 70 making them out of that lot the the smartest what about dunce don't have that but those are medical terms that psychiatrists use i don't know that those are politically correct Idiot, imbecile, and moron? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think well, I don't make it a practice. I don't make correct. it I don't make it a practice to call anybody those names. Now I not ha- to their face. Not to their face. Now I have called In other the car. I have a, called other drivers an idiot. Right. But well, I now you call- can use imbecile and moron. I haven't called other drivers an imbecile though. It's kind of hard to say. Imbecile. Imbecile. But I think you would like that because you can wrap your tongue around it. Imbecile. You know, you were speaking of what's her name, Ray? Yeah. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was looking at, the, I'm, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Everlane right now. If there was any character in Star Wars that I think that would be a huge Everlane fan, it would be her. 
because she doesn't like a lot of fuss. She wants to look good, but she doesn't want all the frills. And I think her palette is very neutral, much like some of the Everlane clothes. Even though when I wear my Everlane t-shirt dress and that beautiful tomato, I get so many compliments on that. But I've got a beautiful slate blue t-shirt dress from them that I can't wait to break out next summer. Anyway, Everlane, they make only premium essentials. They use the finest materials. They don't have the traditional markups. And here's the thing. This company is radically transparent. They want you to know every step of their process from responsible sourcing and ethical factories. You know where your clothes are coming from, how they're made, how they price each item. No other company but Everlane is as direct and open about their business as they are. And like I said, no frills, just quality. So if you're thinking... Ray from Star Wars. If you're thinking Angelina Jolie, Meghan Markle, these are huge. This is the type of woman. If you want to model yourself after them, this is what you do. You find somebody you like, you try to model them. Angie, I called her Angie because her friends call her Angie. Angelina Jolie, Meghan Markle, big fans of Everlane. You see them on the Today Show. You've, you've heard them all talk about how much they love Everlane. And if you want to have 100% grade A cashmere, quality cotton basics, sustainable silks, Italian-made leather shoes. I love mine. You need to check out Everlane, especially now here for the holidays. And right now, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com slash sandwich. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order. That's everlane.com slash sandwich, everlane.com slash sandwich. Good thing you have your big magnifying readers on so you can read so far away. Babe, I don't know what's happened to me in the last two weeks. Yeah? I can't see squat. It's like overnight. I remember the first time it happened to me when I picked up a, something off the floor and I held it up and I had to, whoa, hold it away because I suddenly couldn't see it. It really happens that quickly. I picked up a dang um, Excedrin bottle the other day because I had another headache that could kill a billy goat. And I'm looking at the bottle. There's no freaking way. I mean, it was a blur. And I put these dogs on. And I have my big new cartoonish nerd readers on. They are cartoonishly large. And I, I could see. I could read it. I don't know what's happened. Well, but I hear in your late aging. 40s it happens. Yeah. Even if you have 20-20 vision, according to my optometrist, by the way, I'm getting my eyes checked next, checked next week. My mother's convinced I'm going to inherit her glaucoma. Uh, well, yeah, my mom's got the beginning stages about glaucoma. And my niece, who's in her early 20s, she's just found out she's got the beginning stages of glaucoma. Oh, God. And check this out. If I didn't have LASIK years ago... I had LASIK. Your husband wouldn't be able to see far away or up close. Right. So I would get to wear the thick ones for far away right. and then the little bifocal for up close. So even if you can see 20-20, well, they say 20-20, you know, good distance, your your close-up vision goes is because your eyeballs are muscles. And just as the older you get, they stop expanding and contracting like they used to. So some of the best things you can do for yourself is, especially if you stare at computers all day, is stop every few minutes and stare at something really far away and then go back. So stare at something close up, Far away, close up, far away. It's a really great eye exercise that you can do. But for us, it's too late. It's We've too got late. our readers. Got our cheaters. I remember there used to be a system where you could put a, somebody was telling me you could poke a hole in a piece of paper and stare through the hole and that trains your eye to get stronger as well. What? Yeah, I know. I don't, Who told somebody, you that? It's some old home remedy, Seems something or other. Pretty homespun. Where if you stare at a, through a dot of paper or something, it, it's all about building up your eye. If your body has muscles and you can build up your body muscles, why can't you build back up your eye muscles? Are those muscles in your eye that cause it to focus? Did you not just hear a word I just said? 
Yes. I said your eyeball's a muscle. Well, just because you said it doesn't mean it's right. I'm well, questioning. No. I'm questioning that. You're acting like you never heard me say it before, though. No, I'm questioning the concept. You were questioning me because you never heard it before, and I said it 30 seconds ago. I've heard. Isn't it. your tongue a muscle? Um, is your tongue a muscle? I, I don't know. I guess it is. It has muscles in it, right? It has muscles in it. So technically, could you build up the strength of your tongue? If it moot, maybe you should answer that. I'm just serious. I mean, like, could you like? <laughs> train any muscle of your body to be stronger so why wouldn't your eyeballs i don't know i don't know i'm gonna have to google i am not a doctor i have no idea i've got the biggest case of dumb face right now in hanging bottom lip than anybody in the room well i'm the only other person in the room so yeah out of the two of us that's true thank you thank you so what else do we have to look forward to babe besides i'm getting ready after i wrap up my daughter being sick with flu and strep, getting her all of her uh, school assignments so she can try to maybe take some finals this week, doing all the Christmas shopping for the family. Oh, I've got to write all the commercials for my radio show before I go on Christmas vacation. Then do the charcuterie board. Da, da, da. Then I'm going to be on vacation. You don't have too much longer. What are we going to do for vacation this year? Do we have any plans for the holidays? We have very, very few plans. I beyond think we're going to have beyond a, just the gift giving and getting that obligation out of the way. Well, I, 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 we're going to sound really boring here, but you said you wanted to go see some movies. I want to go see some movies. I'd like to go see um, Ford and Ferrari. I would like to see Ford, Ford versus Ferrari. I'd like to see Knives Out. I've heard that's eh. Rotten I've heard Tomatoes that's good. eh. Knives Out. They got a eh. I still want to see it. Yeah, we can see it. But um, if I have to see Star Wars. Yeah, really. I don't know about this. I got a bad feeling about this. Oh, honey, you, you should. You That's know a line what? from Star Wars. You by shouldn't the way. let somebody else's uh, opinions form yours. Yeah, but these guys have sources. Well, my source says it's great. You didn't know that your husband was a closet nerd, did you? Or maybe you did. Well, I don't know. What other things do you do that are kind of nerdish? You study magic. That could be <laughs> Oh yeah. That could be considered oh. very nerdish, oh, right? Babe, the biggest nerds do magic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you ever fact, gone to a magic convention? The fact that you there have ain't nothing but nerds I'm there. I'm looking to my left and there are stacks of magic books. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a little nerdy. That's a little nerdy. Magic is nerdy. What else do you do that's nerdy? Is drawing nerdy? Well, you draw tattoo art that some used to sell your tattoo that's art. More, when Alan and I first that's more got together, um, he would design, he got a tattoo and then he would go sit up at Starbucks with his sketch pad and he would draw tattoo art. And I forget what happened. How did you sell your first piece? Somebody approached you about designing a piece and you were doing that for a while. I did that for a while. And then you yeah. got inundated and had to stop. It was too much. Too much. I said, no boss. Yeah. Yeah, but that was fun. I got, I don't think that's nerdy though. That's more artsy, I guess. I guess a Star Wars and um, magic. magic are probably the two nerdiest things I do. And why is that considered nerdy? Why Why are you a nerd? And what is a nerd? Let's just well, let's just get it not, out there on the table. What's a nerd? Am I a nerd? I can Google it if you want me to. But what constitutes a nerd? Well, I think nerd used to be more of an insult than it is now. I think nerdism is a cool thing. I think a lot of millennials embrace the term nerd. Embrace being a nerd? Yeah. Because you want to be with a nerd because they're the ones that are going to make all the money, right? <laughs> really? I, well, right? I, I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, I guess because... I mean, a lot of them would tend to be like video game developers. and. Uh, I mean, unless you date the, the high school jock 
mm-hmm. that the one in a how many tens of hundreds of thousands percentage of a chance that he's going to be a professional athlete, you need to go for the nerd, right? Yeah. Speaking of nerds, I found this other YouTube channel. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, check this out, babe. It's, it's these um, graphic developers, these really good uh, computer graphic developers, and they take a clip from a movie and they critique it, and they say, wow, these guys could have done this better or done that better, and then they actually edit the movie and make it better. So, for example, they, they did a clip on what if we made Star Wars rated R? So they said, you know, Star Wars movies are for kids, and there's not one that's rated past PG or PG-13 or whatever. So let's add some blood and guts to the explosions. And a sex and the scene? Li- no, they didn't add a sex scene. Oh, okay, because they're nerds. Because they're nerds. Nerds they're, wouldn't do that. Well, that's what nerds do. They, they add nerds all this. Nerds do it with cartoons. Right, right, they, right. They do anime sex. Oh, now that's something I've never understood. Anime. Yeah. I've never understood yeah. the the... the draw on that yeah but I've anyway seen, i've seen it but but anyway i just, I just no, no 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 it's not that interesting of a story other than there were a bunch of nerds and they they changed these uh these scenes in the movies and make them better like there was this one the rock did a movie like he was the scorpion king or something did you ever see yes that? i did so he came out and he was on this scorpion and his face looked so fake yeah it was cgi so before it was improved fake yeah and they were they were describing why it was like that. And it was really interesting because they're talking about light and angles and this is why it looks fake. And they changed it and it looked like they put The Rock's face on this guy. Made it better. It sounds easy, but they had to do this through... Speaking of him, you know, his new Jumanji movie's out. Oh, really? The second one with Kevin Hart, but um, it was a remake of the original with Robin Williams back in the day. Whoa. If you want to see how far... CGI has come and technology go back and watch the original because I loved Jumanji back in the day and they had you know all these lions and monkeys and rhinoceros and all these animals but they were all computer generated and at the time we were like wow that's so cool and then you look back and look at it you're like wow we bought that we bought that garbage that was the way I felt when I saw E.T. I had never, ever seen E.T., and then we decided to do a family movie night up in our media room that we use for nothing else, but uh, the kids play video games. But I was like, let's do a family movie night. I've never seen E.T. I couldn't get over how how awful the the technology that was, you know? Yeah, because he's, when he's running through the forest, you can actually it's tell so he's, he's being pushed on a cart. Yeah, it's so <laughs> bad. But at the yeah. time, people were like, they bought in 100%. That's that reminded me that's another nerd thing. I don't do as much anymore, but I did back in the day was video games. I used to be a gamer. I used to do PC games. Well, that's not considered nerdy anymore. I, I used to build right? my own computer. Okay, building your own computer, that's nerdy. I used to Did you know this? I used to go to Fry's, I'd buy all the parts and I'd look up online how to make your processor faster. You could overclock your processor. I don't know what that means. It means it makes it faster. A nerd knows. A nerd, a nerd knows. And if you make your processor faster, it gets really hot. So then you had to buy these fans to put on your processor to cool it off. Yes. Yeah. It was a whole nerd like hobby. So I built my own computer, made it really fast. And, and what then, do you do with that computer? Is well, it then, just like a laptop? No, no. It's like a computer, a, a desktop, a big desktop. With a keyboard and everything that yeah. you could just like yeah. surf and the internet you, with it and everything. Yeah. Then you get a big monitor and then you play online games with other dudes like they do today you just do it through a console like i used to do it on a computer that you built yourself that i built myself yeah wow that's nerdy 
You didn't know that, did you? How about that? I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I used to do that back in the day. So if I have a problem with my computer, you can fix it? Now, today, I don't know anything about them because they're so different. Like, I mean, and we use Apple. I don't know how to build an Apple. Oh, man. I knew how to build a PC, but I don't know how to build an Apple. You can't. Well, you can usually figure stuff out, though. Yeah, I can usually figure it out. Or you can Google it. That's what I've started to learn. Before I ask people, I started Googling it. But that's nerdy. Video games, building your own computers, magic, and um, what's the other one? Oh, Star Wars. That's nerdy. How about your interest in, what do you call those little tiny Japanese plants? I've just drawn blank. Oh, bonsai? Bonsai. I don't think that. I think that's earthy. You like, you take the little tweezers and you like clip every little tiny. Yeah, that's not nerdy. That's not nerdy? I don't think so. I think that's more earthy. More new age? I don't know, babe. I don't know what you call it. I think of what else you do that's kind of nerdy. <laughs> what do you do that's nerdy? I don't think I do anything nerdy. Yeah, you're not really a nerd. Well, I, you know what? I enjoy uh, crossword puzzles and Sudoku. Yeah. Is that nerdy? Yeah, that's just kind of somebody who just wants to pass the time. I really do enjoy Wants to keep their brain engaged? I've done crossword puzzles. No, not just keeping my brain engaged. I've loved them since I was in junior high. And it, I think it really did help with my vocabulary. I had guys tell me in high school that I had such a wonderful vocabulary. What about puzzles? Oh boy, was I so what pleased. About puzzles is puzzles nerdy. I like I like jigsaw puzzles, but nobody ever wants to do them with me. Oh, I used to collect coins and stamps. That's yeah, nerdy, nerd. Where are they now? <sighs> I mean, I can one one of these days I'll on the podcast I'll do the top five. What, Top five stupidest things I've done in my life. Mine would be throwing away stacks and stacks of comic books. One of mine would be selling my coin and stamp collection for nothing. Because today, I it would I don't even know how much. Were it you would just be trying worth. to get rid of it? You didn't just. Care? I had no idea. Yeah, I was just getting rid of it. I used to when I was a little girl. I used to love earning my own money. I've been working since I was just too young to work. It was illegal for me to work, but I was working, and I loved comic books and I would buy all the Archie's and uh, Veronica's and Betty's and all that stuff now Riverdale's you know all the rage on the CW but I had paper bags stacks and stacks of them shoved up under my bed and one day I was just cleaning out and I threw them all away all of them I can't tell you. I would buy every every week. I'd go buy whatever new comic book came out. I'd go buy it. There's no telling how many thousands of dollars I threw away. Well, babe, that's the same with me. And again, back to Star Wars, I had so many of the original toys because I was six years old in 1977. And my mom and dad, they bought me all kinds of Star Wars stuff because I was all geeked up about Star Wars, right? Like every other kid yeah. in the 70s. And I had all the figures. I had a uh, an X-wing. I had a Tie Fighter. I had Han Solo's blaster that made noise. I had all these. I had the Millennium Falcon. I had all these cool toys. And I just remember coming back from college one time, going in my room. I'm like, "Hey, mom, dad, where's all where all my old toys? Oh, you know, because no. I kind of you know then they started to gain a little value over time. I'm like, where where all those old toys? It wasn't go? like uh, to, uh, the kid from Toy Story where he no they <laughs> kept everything up in the attic. No, they said, uh, well, we just donated them to charity because we didn't think you were going to play Aww. with them anymore. Like, okay, well, I guess they were not they weren't worth much, you know. But now if you use them if you keep that's the thing is you, you got to have them in the package, right? But yeah, how do you know what's going to hit? I mean, we could all buy toys and just keep them in a room and just hope that it's worth something one day. It's like the Beanie Babies. Oh Are they gosh. worth anything now? I don't think. I bet some people would pay for them. But remember when they were all the rage, 
and it, there was like a sweet spot where you could have sold them for thousands of dollars, at least hundreds of dollars. But if you held on them just a tad too long, worthless. Cabbage patch. Remember the shortage on cabbage patch? Yeah. I mean, we're. Tickle me Elmo's. Remember that? Well, kind of. Yeah, there was a big rush on Tickle Me Elmo's. That was a big deal. That's kind of lewd. Why? Tickle Me Elmo? What's his story? Just Tickle me laughs because he had a funny laugh. I don't know. You can make anything lewd. <laughs> you turned Santa hats lewd 20 minutes ago. Maybe we could have Tickle Me Elmo in the room just kind of sitting there watching. Alan. <laughs> you know what? We are coming up. We're only a couple of podcasts away. We're, this is our 200th, if you've forgotten. If you're still listening, thank you. Whoa. Um, but we should maybe, we haven't done a song in a while. I think we were so horrified by our last performance <laughs> that we've decided. Which one we was our last it. one? Was that the one where Cold Hearted, Wholehearted? Oh, we tried Wholehearted? Oh. Whew, that, was a, that was a tough song. Miserably at we, that one. We need to do what we're good at. Well, we need to do a Christmas carol. Oh, we can do a Christmas carol. Let's do a My Christmas carol next time. we can't do. My favorite is Oh Holy Night. Oh, babe. It's beautiful. It's a tough one to it sing. To, if, you, if it's not sung well, if I don't have a tear coming up in my eye, it was not sung properly. Start low. I love Oh Holy Night. They were saying uh, Good Housekeeping did a survey. They said White Christmas is at the top of their... Okay, keep in mind this is Good Housekeeping. White Christmas, is that your favorite Christmas carol? Why does it have to be a White Christmas? Followed by I'll Be Home for Christmas. This is according to Good Housekeeping. Very traditional, very traditional, yeah. Then followed by Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Another very traditional. Followed by the Christmas song, which people don't know the title, but it's chestnuts roasting on an open fire that's chris that's the christmas song followed by frosty the snowman so it's all the old classics as far as good housekeeping is concerned chestnuts they are nasty what do you call i remember when i went to new york city for the first time and they had chestnuts roasting on one of those push carts on the side of the street they stink but they still sell them because people think it's part of the holiday charm what do you call nuts on a chest Chestnuts. What do you call nuts on a wall? Walnuts. Is this going to be lewd? What do you call nuts on a chin? Chin nuts. <clears throat> All right. What else you got, babe? Is that not right? Nope. What else you got? Moving on. Is there a punchline I missed? There is, but it's lewd. Alan. <laughs> so we've got to decide what Christmas song we're going to sing. And I think we should leave. Well, it's got to be. Listen. Got to be something fairly simple that Alan can play on the guitar. Otherwise, we're going to be doing it a cappello. Hey, no, no we're not. Ain't no, good we need a guitar here. accompaniment. So it's got to be something that you can kind of pluck out pretty simply that is not too high. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask for our podcast family listeners' input, but I don't think we can trust them. You know, because they're going to have us singing All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. And there's. Yeah. There's zero chance of us being able to pull that That's off. That's really hard. You know what? I'd love to just play in the background and just loop it, and it's we can't sing it, but it's the Charlie Brown Christmas music yeah. by Vince Gr- You play Garabi. that every year. Oh, I That's love his it. Favorite. Love it. Love it. He puts it on and leaves it on, and it just loops the whole it, thing. It's all instrumental, piano, but oh my gosh, I love it. It's so good. That gets me, that gets me in the Christmas mm-hmm. spirit. If I hear that, I'll be in the spirit. Well, let's do it. Let's yeah. put it on. 
Let's do it. But do you want to try to sing a Christmas carol yes. on our podcast before Christmas? Yeah. Is Christmas this year on a Thursday? Oh, crap. Are we going to have to drop a Christmas Day no, podcast? No, the 23rd is my dad's birthday. That's a Monday. Monday. So Christmas so is, is a Wednesday. Wednesday. So we're going to drop a podcast on the 23rd, Lord willing, and then on the 26th. So we'd have to do it on the podcast for the 23rd. Okay, we can do that. That's two podcasts. Okay, so we huh. can work on it. So if you have a suggestion, something you'd like to hear, you're welcome to submit it. That does not mean we're going to take your suggestion. How about rocking around the Christmas tree? I just want to go. That's the thing. You got to play it on the guitar. And I got to be able to sing it and sound angelic. But when I do find myself singing Christmas, like when something just, you're walking around the house and something pops out of your mouth, it is one of these old classics. Don't you find that to be the truth with you? Yeah, because yeah. they're the ones you heard as a kid. I guess so. I guess so. But I do. I don't know. I love Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I think I skipped this one this year. What is that one? Oh, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah. You know which one really whips me? I love All I Want for Christmas is You. You know which one really whips me? What? The grandma got run over by a reindeer. Yeah, that's old. That one whips me. Yeah, that one gets That old. one defeats me. It was me. cute the first time you heard it. It's like, wow. I don't know. Um, so many good ones. And yeah. so many that are not. I'll, it's really hard to write a good original Christmas song Give anymore. me the Charlie Brown Christmas. There's no words. I can't sing that. But it is December. We do have a ton of things we have to get done during the holidays. And let me tell you, it's not always when you, sometimes being a responsible adult, adult means you just got to take care of business. And life insurance is something that is an absolute must. It's one of the things that should be higher up on your list, right? Well, Policy Genius will help you cross that off your to-do list. Policy, policy Genius, I'm not drinking anything but Sprite Zero, and I sound like I'm drunk. I'm sorry, Policy Genius. But they're going to find you the right life insurance at the best price. They will do all the work to help get you covered. Policy Genius, it's a breeze. In just a few minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. You could save $1,500 or more a year using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Don't just take the first one that comes down the pike. you got to compare. It's part of being a responsible adult. And again, once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork, all the red tape. I hate paperwork. I hate it. So with Policy Genius, they take care of it for you. So they don't just make getting life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home and auto insurance or disability insurance too if you need that. So if you need life insurance but you're not sure where to start, why not start at policygenius.com? It only takes a few minutes to find the right life insurance policy, apply, and cross another thing off your to-do list. Policy Genius. When it comes to life insurance, it's nice to get it right. Get it right. Keep it tight. You want to have... You don't have the wrong life insurance. No, that'd be bad. And you don't find out until it's too late. All right, honey. Speaking of the precious life I brought into this world, that would be my daughter, Emma Kelly. Yes. I did have assistance from Dr. Kevin Duty. Um, oh, we got a little update from our last maybe baby. Uh, they're getting ready to uh, go for it this week. So hopefully we'll have some good news. That's from uh, Jordan and Tate, though. Yep. Yeah. They're second. Or, or sec yeah, Kelly and... Um, Kelly and Elise, Elise are way on their way, yeah, man. They're, they're, they're sharing they're, pictures of sonograms. And, yeah, that baby boy is oh, coming in April. They're decorating the nursery, and they're But gone. our second maybe baby uh, winners, they are getting ready to go through the process yeah. of um, 
doing the collection, right? Is it the egg collection? Is it the collection or is it the implanting of the embryos? I'm not 100% sure. But they're getting along the process. So hopefully in early 2020 we'll have good news. But back to my miracle baby, my Emma Kelly. She is upstairs. She didn't feel like eating about an hour ago. But I told her after we finish the podcast, I'm going to go upstairs and see what she wants. The only thing she's ever cared about having the past couple of days of her sickness has been grilled cheese sandwiches. So I'm going to see if she wants another grilled cheese sandwich. And we're giving her... Low sugar Gatorade, because when children have fever, you're supposed to restrict their sugar intake. Did you know that? It's true. So if your child gets the fever, give them low sugar stuff. But anyway, I've got to go check on her and make sure she's comfortable. All right. Nurse Raspberry, that's probably a good idea, because she's got a one-way ticket on the struggle bus right now. Nurse Kelly is going to do that, while Nerd Allen, Mm. I have a strong feeling, is going to pop back up, his open his laptop, and look at more Star Wars I need to know what these theories are. I need to know if they are real, and I need to be prepared. How many more theories do you need? A lot of theories. You're going to ruin it for yourself. Just please let me enjoy this little getaway. Why do you want to get away from me? I didn't say that. This little bunny hole, YouTube bunny hole. It's it's my entertainment. It's entertaining. What am I supposed to do? It's my entertainment. You're going to be taking care of Emma Kelly. And and Christmas. (laughs) I'm taking care of Christmas all by myself. What else you got to do for Christmas? I thought we were done. I got to finish buying presents for everybody and wrap them. Good night. All you got to do is take care of me. Yeah. And I'm I'm hard. That's a lot. I'm hard this year. There's really, honestly, I told Alan the only thing I want him to do is to take care of all the honey-do lists that I've had since we moved into this house a year and a half ago. Such a give up. I don't care. That's what I want. I'm not. I like giving gifts and surprising. That's my bit. Well, you could surprise me by taking care of the honey-do list from a year and a half. That would be a huge surprise. All right. Well, I'll take that under consideration. It ain't happening. I'll take it under consideration. It ain't happening. 2020, I'm looking for a handyman. Anybody got any recommendations? I'm Our a, old one bailed on us. I'm a handyman. Yeah. Yeah, really. What happened there? You had to start dealing with me. That's probably what happened. It was all easy when you were dealing with him. It was just me. It was just you. you know is, and you were honestly? just like, yeah, do whatever. And then you write him a big check. And then this well, guy. No, I think he was honest And then this me. guy starts asking a bunch of questions. He was honest with me. No, no, it's not that. I think there is a certain type of man who likes looking out for a single woman, who doesn't want her to be taken advantage of, who men like to be needed. I'm sorry if that's a sexist statement, but men like to feel needed. And I felt like he, when he was working with me as a single woman and I needed to have all these things done, I needed him. And then when I had a husband who came along and it's like, well, I'm going to take care of Kelly and I'll handle all this, that he didn't feel as needed anymore. I think it's some sort of psychology at play there. That's just my armchair psychiatrist degree. I just ran all kinds of a-holes away, didn't I? (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of men in my life, I you know, I think it, it, yeah. I I rely on a lot of, I did, I relied on a lot of men and, and, well, mostly men and women too. For like professional advice, I just trust them all to take care of me and if I needed something done, plumbing, uh, kitchen remodel, uh, investments, (laughs) anything. I just trust everybody that takes care of me and now you handle all I'm that i'm a good plumber well i hand, I'll, let, I'll let you handle all that <laughs> yeah you do and they all and the men all took off running they did it's like wow okay well i got it from here guys <laughs> yeah thanks can you please go caulk the shower now <laughs> <laughs> you said cock 
<laughs> Beavis and Butthead, that's nerdy too. Yeah. Great. <laughs> All right, babe. Highlight more ways you're nerdy. This for was me. fun. How, more ways? No, that's quite enough. Quite enough for one well, night. I mean, we came up with a bunch. You did. All right. Well, this was fun. It was. How do we recap this show? I have no idea. I don't know. We were all over the place. But thank you all for riding the show with us. <laughs> it was a ride, wasn't it? I love you desperately. I love you too, honey. Love our listeners desperately. I love the Christmas season desperately, as long as it all comes together and everybody's happy. But I'm sure we'll podcast again real soon. And in the immortal words of the great Keanu Reeves, life is good when you have a good sandwich. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.